0: Episode 129 of the Shock Shock Knicks Podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. Sean St. Jacques back here with you for another week of Knicks and NBA Talk. A lot to get to. lot to get to this week. Uh, not a lot of it um, on the good side for the Knicks. Uh, we will get to another just rough week uh for the new york knickerbockers that has uh you know moved to off the court issues as well involving covid and it really is not just the Knicks. the the nba in general and really uh sports in general is getting caught up with covid yet again uh whether you're like me and you follow college basketball the premier league over in England, Europe soccer in general, um, and uh obviously for the purposes of this podcast, the NBA as well. We'll talk about that uh and we will just talk about this rough, rough stretch that the Knicks have been on and what they can do uh that you know to, to change it. I I I asked two questions to myself for a lot of the Golden State game. Uh, you know, obviously First and foremost, you know, congratulations to Steph. I, I, part of me was happy with the way the garden crowd appreciated it. But the other part of me is like, I'm tired of cheering for other players at the garden. We should be cheering for our guys. We should be excited about what our guys are doing. The garden should not be a platform to appreciate the greatness of other players. It's great that it is. I understand why it's the Mecca. You know, I get that. But our, the the Knicks, it's the Knicks' home court. The Knicks should be should be given Golden State all they can handle, you know. And I, and I thought it turned into kind of a Steph appreciation night, and I don't like that. I don't like that, you know. It's not how it should be, you know. And I was I was disappointed that the Knicks didn't play up to snuff for that second half, you know. But it, it's been the the theme. Really, since the Knicks beat Atlanta, I I believe since the Knicks went to Atlanta and got that really big win over the Hawks, this is weeks ago now, the Knicks have lost 7 of 8, you know, and and listen, it's a tough slate overall, but there's a loss to the Raptors in there, there's a blowout loss to the Pacers mixed in, and the Knicks have not looked good in the last two against the Warriors and the Bucks. You know, you let the Nets one slip away, although that was that was hard done by with the refs. But the Bulls game was very winnable. The Nuggets game was was a really bad performance. You know, the Knicks went on the road. They took care of the Spurs. R.J. Barrett finally went off. But mm. since then, it's been a horror show for the Knicks. It really has been. That loss to the Raptors, to me, really has summed up this run. Knicks Nick should have won that game. Knicks had every chance, every chance, to win that game, and they were not able to do it. So the two questions I was asking myself during the Warriors game: Number one, is it time to hit the panic button on this Knicks team? Is it time? They're four games under 500. They've lost four straight. They've lost seven of eight. The schedule is not going to get easier to finish out 2021. The second question I asked is, holy bleep, what the hell are the Knicks going to do about Kemba Walker? They've got to make up, uh, they got to make up their minds here. They've got to make up their minds on this. The Knicks have got to make a decision. Now they're probably still weighing their options. There's time to figure this out, but the Knicks are losing games. I, I believe the splits here Which are staggering, by the way. I didn't think the splits would be like this when I looked at it. With Kemba in the lineup, the Knicks are 10 and 9 this season. 10 and 9. Without him, they're 2 and 7. The Knicks are 2 and 7 without Kemba Walker in the lineup. Now I understand, right, Kemba Walker on the defensive end has not been good enough in the eyes of Tom Thibodeau. I get that. I get that. But you're now in last place in the Atlantic division. You're falling off the pace. You're four games below 500. And there's no guarantee that the Knicks will be able to pull off a move at the trade deadline. You're, you're already starting to see these articles you know can the knicks you know pull off a, a big trade at the trade deadline for a bradley beal a damian lillard a buddy healed and my thought is uh, listen that'd be great that'd be great but can they actually do it there's no guarantees that that's possible and the knicks frankly were doing okay with kemba in the lineup if you look at win and loss if you look at the record now i get it tom thibodeau defensively must have not been happy with kemba walker's ability but for god's sake you were winning games you were beating good teams the Knicks are two and seven without him that cannot be ignored two and seven the win in Atlanta I believe is in there and then the win against San Antonio and then it's been seven losses and none of them maybe besides the Nets one because of the officials you can look at and say well at least the Knicks you know did this at least the Knicks did that The, the Knicks have showed positive signs but they haven't looked like winning Haven't looked like they're going to go out there and finish the job. I mean, some of these losses have been embarrassing. Knicks should not be losing to Toronto the way they did. Losing to Indy the way they did. Or I should say, uh, Indiana, the way they did. Extremely concerning. You know? Extremely concerning. It's one of those things where you have to look at it and just think man you might you might want to put Kemba back in there you may want to put Kemba back in the lineup because uh, honestly and and I'll admit I said this on the last podcast you know Tibbs is going to figure this out blah 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 well we've had nine games I didn't realize it was that long without Kemba including including, you know the games between last podcast and this podcast to be fair so uh, to be fair we've given it a week here but it's not working it's not working so either a you've got to reconcile with Kemba here and get him back in the lineup or b get a deal done because if you don't this will continue and this is the first bit of heat you know i've really put on this team since tips has taken over especially for this season but it's getting away from you it is getting away from the knicks right now again teams go through bad stretches right milwaukee atlanta philadelphia brooklyn a little bit as well unless you're phoenix or golden state you really haven't been through a bad stretch this season but the knicks are going through their worst stretch of the year no question about it something's got to change because it's not working without kemba it's not it's not happening clearly the energy that kemba brings on the floor is needed because with all due respect to Alec Burks, he's been putting up good numbers. It's not leading to wins. You need that depth in the lineup. And, and this is the other thing. This is the other thing. I understand that Derrick Rose is better off the bench. There's a reason he's there. It's his mentality. He's accepted that role. He's filled it extremely well. But looking back, I know hindsight's twenty twenty. But I, I thought about this briefly when it happened. If you were going to take Kemba out of the starting lineup, why not play him at all? Why, why At least have him on the bench. He's now completely useless to you? I don't buy that. You could have put Alec Burks in the lineup and then just moved Kemba to the bench. But all of a sudden... We can't use him at all, apparently, and it's backfired. It's totally backfired on the Knicks. I I, I don't understand looking back and honestly in the moment, but I didn't, you know, again, in Tibbs, we trust at the time and it's still that way. I'm not not totally giving up here. Not at all on this Knicks team. I have not pressed the panic button. I And I won't, frankly, because the stretches like this happen during the season. However, this is a mistake that could have been avoided. By just putting him down on the bench. It's one of those things where this could have been easily avoided. And now the Knicks are 2 and 7 in their last 9 bottom of the Atlantic and looking for answers, extremely, extremely frustrating to the point where I I turned the game off against golden state, turned it off first time this year. I said, you know what? They're not going to come back. It's not happening. They're not going to get over the hump. Just wasn't there. Turn it off. I turned it off in the 4th quarter. I knew where it was going. I knew exactly where it was going. Extremely frustrating to watch this team right now. And then you know the Knicks now have have players in NBA COVID protocol. Kevin Knox is the fourth Knicks player to enter the NBA's COVID-19 health and safety protocols. You know? I mean, this is another tough part of this. And, and again, I said, it, I said it at the top, it's not just the Knicks. It's not just them dealing with this right now. It's become a problem around the NBA. Once again, there's four Knicks that are in the protocol. There's actually five Lakers that are in the protocol uh, as well. And uh, again, it's not just them. Sacramento as well is dealing with it also. And uh, I believe for the Lakers most notably, it's uh, Russell Westbrook and Avery Bradley who are in the protocols. And uh, it's one of those things. Knicks are going to have to deal with this. You know, I, I mean, this is one of those things where, and you, this has, you know, been over the last uh, about a week or so. And I'm just looking through the uh, the full list, and um, obviously, Ob Toppin was put in there earlier this week. R.J. Barrett, and then after he had such a great game, right? Quinton Grimes gets put into the the health and safety protocols, and then just a few hours before I recorded the podcast, you know, Kevin Knox, who again has not been a part of it this season, but could have been somebody to help out without Grimes and Barrett in there. And now he's sidelined. So, and, and you know, I mean, and to be fair, the, the Bucks lost three guys in one day, Matthews, DiVincenzo, and Giannis all out on the 14th. You know, Marvin Bagley III and, and Terrence Davis for the Kings yesterday, uh, the day before I recorded the podcast. You know, every team is has got it in different ways. I mean, the Lakers, it's, it's pretty notable. Right? Malik Monk, Dwight Howard, Talon Horton Tucker, Russell Westbrook, and Avery Bradley, all in the span of two days, three days, three days you know, and the latter two were right before I recorded the podcast, you know, just checking, just taking a quick look around the NBA and multiple guys from multiple teams. And, and I said this at the top, you know, and by the way, the bulls, I mean, the bulls have been decimated by COVID in December since the beginning of the month you know, Kobe White, Javante Green, DeMar DeRozan. And then then in the last week, Matt Thomas, Derek Jones Jr. And then in the last five days, Stanley Johnson, Io DeSumo, Zach Levine, Troy Brown Jr., Elise Johnson. It's all over the place in the NBA. You know, the Nets have had a host of them, including Javon Carter, James Harden, Bruce Brown, DeAndre Bembry, James Johnson, Paul Millsap, and LaMarcus Aldridge the list goes on and on. I could go all day. There's more, by the way, I haven't listed everybody. There's still more, more guys. I haven't even looked at. I think even a couple of teams I missed there. It's, it's, it's all around the NBA, but it just compiles on what the Knicks have to deal with. It's one of those things where It's a very, very tricky situation for the Knicks right now. You're dealing with guys out with COVID. You're not playing well. Now, the Knicks have a a very uh, important stretch coming up because when you look at the schedule uh, coming up for the Knicks, again, this has not been an easy stretch that they've been on at the moment, but the next three or four, you're hoping the Knicks can maybe get a couple of wins here at Houston, which will happen the day of the podcast. We won't react to that one until next week. But then at Boston, Detroit, and then Washington, the latter two are at home before Atlanta comes to town for Christmas Day. And then the Knicks go to Minnesota and Detroit and then OKC before we turn over to 2022. And if this was the beginning of the year, I would have said the Knicks could have won, what is that, eight, nine games? I'd say the Knicks could win seven out of nine. Eight out of nine potentially, depending on how they're playing. But i, I the Knicks have gotta get back to five hundred during this stretch of December. It's right there for them, but they've gotta figure it out. They've gotta figure it out. And and if it doesn't start getting better, my God, put Kemba Walker back in the lineup. Something's gotta change. He's con- he's clearly continued to buy in on the bench. I don't know if that's the same privately, but publicly. Kemba's doing everything right he's doing everything right to stay engaged at some point at some point you've got to shake it up because it's a results business and Tibbs knows that but you've got to make a decision here because if you don't the the next season could quickly unravel here before we get to 2022 because in 2022 the January schedule not easy not easy at all so we'll have to see what they decide to do here this is a very crucial juncture in this next season it feels a little bit and this might be a little bit of hyperbole here but we're 28 games in you know big sample size now this feels a little bit like a crossroads for the next it, it really does this feels like a crossroads part of the season, a part where we'll look back and we'll think, you know what? The Knicks fought back from that and they got back on track or the Knicks were never the same after that. The Knicks never fully recovered from that stretch in early to mid December. That, that That's how we can look at this right now. That's what it comes down to. So I, that is really what, that's what's facing Tom Thibodeau. That's what's facing this Knicks team and listen, I know there's there's a few significant guys out with COVID, but the Knicks need to beat Houston. Have to win it. Have to win it. And we'll see if they're up for it. We'll see if the Knicks can answer the bell. Because if they don't, this could be a really, really difficult stretch going into 2022. No question about it. Knicks have got to be close to, if in my opinion, above or at 500 going into 2022. 2022 they've got to be they've got to be there or you're going to be in trouble Knicks are going to be in big big trouble if that's the case because it doesn't get easier it just doesn't and again you know the Knicks could the Knicks make a big move yeah but you're going to be giving up a lot for a Bradley Beal we've talked about this at nauseum on this podcast you're going to give up the farm most likely if you want Damian Lillard and even buddy Heald, who probably makes the most sense out of that group as far as what he'd be you know what his asking price might be I, I don't know if the knicks just don't need to put Kemba back in the lineup i i really like that could be the solution frankly or just put him back in the rotation because the knicks are missing some oomph on both ends of the floor and sometimes getting something going on offense leads to that defensive intensity coming back. So, we'll see. But it's a very very crucial juncture in this Knicks season, and we'll see if they're able to get themselves out of this hole that they've dug for themselves with 28 games gone in the regular season. Let me know what you guys think at @stj7 on Twitter, Shock Shock Knicks Podcast. You can go to postingandtoasting.com, hit on the logo On the website, and you can leave a comment on the posts there or on Clubhouse. You can hit me up there. Shock Shock Knicks Talk, Sean St. Jacques is the place to go to follow me there and to join on the conversations when we have them about the Knicks and the NBA as a whole. We'll talk more NBA and we'll talk more news and notes after this quick break on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. second half of the show. Just wanted to get a little bit more, um, in on the, on the COVID situation, not, not just in the NBA, frankly, but, uh, around sports around the world. It's, it's starting to, uh, to really, um, in a way it it hasn't left. Let's be very frank about that. The pandemic has not, uh, completed to be fair. Uh, you know, things are still happening. I, I just got my my COVID booster shot actually uh, earlier this week. And um, I'm hoping that, you know, if you can, you're doing the same, obviously. But, you know, just seeing what's happened with the NBA with college basketball as well, including my alma mater, Seton Hall, had some positive tests this week and pulled out of their game against Iona. And it's not just them, UCLA, Penn State, and Cornell. Cornell has actually shut down the entire school, I believe so and then you look at the nba i mean it's a long list you know with this new variant going around obviously and apparently it's more contagious but uh the symptoms are a little bit more mild and and things like that but it's it's very it can very uh quickly react so and and move around and um and then in in europe with soccer as well you know the, the english premier league has had quite a few um yeah, you know, I I have told you guys before on this podcast. I'm a Liverpool supporter. I was watching them earlier today before uh recording and and they missed uh the three players missed out uh due to positive covid tests. So and and that that whole team is vaccinated. So, you know, that whole team has gone through the process and uh and has been and has been vaccinated. Not just them, but the people that work in the training ground, the the employees. If you work at Liverpool's training ground, you are vaccinated. So, it, it's one of those things where uh, it's not over you know this is a thing where you know we could be seeing you know more cancellations and postponements and and things like that kind of like we saw uh, in March in 2020 coming up on two years ago now by the way. we are a couple of months away from being two years into this pandemic. It is a crazy crazy thing and and, and these strains have kept it up. the good news is, is people are getting vaccinated and have been getting vaccinated, but not enough have gotten it to stop these variants. That's the bottom line. So for the umpteenth time on this podcast, I must stress to you and to the people that you know, that if you can get vaccinated and have a means of getting vaccinated, get vaccinated. You know, it's one of the, this i i've said this before and i get it you know there's and i know there's a few people you know there's few groups of people um as far as their circumstances who can't get it for whatever reason right but for those that are not getting it because of the my body my choice and not to get too into it but and i've said this before but i but it needs to be said again clearly Think about other people, please, not just yourself, whether it's in your family, your friends, your coworkers, or their families that might have older people in them specifically, because those are the people from the beginning that have been the ones we've needed to worry about. And now, you know, hundreds of thousands of people have died and it's going to get worse if we don't nip it in the bud. So if you haven't god damn it, go do it. You know? Get it done. And and I'm really hoping that, you know, we're not going through a, another one of, of these lockdowns. Cuz I'll be honest, it it's really it's rough it's rough. I've said that, you know, we've talked a little bit about this before, but you know, during this whole pandemic, you know, and, and listen, I do want to mention this as well throughout the entire pandemic, we've done shows and you guys have listened throughout. So a huge credit goes to you guys because we, you know, I I don't know where we would be as a podcast. If you guys, you know, weren't listening during the pandemic, I don't know where we, where we would be, you know, we've gotten great feedback from, Uh, the people at the website that let us do this to you guys, the fans and and obviously other media platforms that have wanted to get in on this, which has been great, but it it comes back down to you guys, you know, listening week in and week out. It's so, so appreciative. We're so appreciative of it, you know, and it's one of those things where, um, yeah, it's, it bears repeating. I, I don't know where the podcast would be. If you guys weren't uh, weren't here, it just wouldn't be the same. So, again, I, I just hope everybody out there, whether you're a first time listener or you've listened for year in and year out to this podcast, you know, there's a way of saying it to somebody, right? You know, without being uh, a jerk, I guess, for the for lack of a better term. But if you know somebody that's not getting vaccinated, try to encourage them to do it because that's the only way this stops. That's the only way. We stop putting lives in jeopardy and our mental well-being in jeopardy. And sports is part of that mental well-being. I remember the first three months of COVID were rough, man. We're rough, and it wasn't just because I was indoors. You know, there's nothing to watch. You know, I'm not. I'm not really the guy that first says, "All right, what's on Netflix? What's on Amazon Prime? What's on, you know, Roku or whatever?" That's not me. I go to sports first. I want to see who's playing. I want to see what's going on, you know? And because of that, you know, the radio shows you listen to, the podcasts you listen to, for a while, I mean, for those that have listened to this podcast, we did a, a series on the documentary about the bulls, for God's sake, because there was nothing on. You know what I mean? That's what we're trying to avoid here, you know? on a And that's the smallest part of what we're trying to avoid, right? It's mostly about... The health and well-being of everybody including and most importantly elderly people however it also comes down to mental well-being as well so that's a big reason why i'm bringing this up today okay before we wrap things up because i do want to touch on a couple of other news and notes quick programming stuff for the next couple of weeks obviously um for the 24th and the 31st there will still be shows. It's actually relatively easy this year because none of them fall on a Thursday when I record. So I can record on the 23rd with no problem. You guys can listen to it Christmas weekend, which would be awesome. You guys have always tended to do that. It's always a, a really cool thing. And then New Year's Eve as well through the New Year's Day weekend going into 2022. There'll be a show on New Year's Eve. So if you want to listen to a little bit of Nixon NBA talk on the 31st, it will be there for you, just like it will be there on Christmas Eve. We try our best, like we did for Thanksgiving and, and and every year with holidays with this. We we do we go around it if we have to, but we will get it done. We will get it done for you. There will still be shows during the holidays and through Christmas Day weekend and through um New Year's. Uh, weekend through into 2022 there will be content for you to listen to on this podcast and, and again if you have any questions about that at sha7 on twitter follow me there hit me up you can dm me or you can uh message me on there clubhouse sean st Jacques, shock shock Nick's talk or posting and toasting.com in the comments section um hit me up there as well okay Let's wrap things up on the show this week. I, I do want to give a little bit of love to Steph Curry. I know I just, uh, I kind of, uh, <laughs> I was kind of frustrated talking about it in the first segment, only because I, 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 I'm i tired of, you know, the garden being used as a stage for others. The Knicks, it's the Knicks stage. The Knicks should be the ones on center stage at the garden. It's their home court. It's always been their home court. It should be their place to shine so listen I, I that was why i got frustrated with that being said what steph curry has done has just been off the charts and he's going to get over three thousand threes he might get over uh how old is steph curry actually i didn't even think about this earlier today he's he's at 27 uh, sorry twenty nine seventy seven. depending on his age here he's 33 steph curry is going to probably get four thousand threes in his career it's very possible he's only 33 years old and Steph Curry could get to the four grand mark here and just blow the record into the stratosphere to the point where you're just going to be like all right it's going to be like the Joe DiMaggio hit streak or hitting 400 like Ted Williams did the Cal Ripken games consecutive game streak you know these unbreakable baseball records we're just going to look at that and you're like holy heck who the heck who's going to get to that? You know what I mean? That's what it might come down to and you're just going to be like, "Yeah, I don't know about that." It it's you know, not going to be able to be done pretty much. One of those kind of things. So it's it's very very interesting how that's going to pan out but he deserves recognition I, i'm glad that the garden crowd you know cheered for him for that but i i will admit i was part of me was frustrated because you know i and i know that steph curry has i'm sure has a good relationship with spike uh lee but seeing spike lee you know taking picture i was just like oh i wish he'd be doing that for knicks players you know i wish that would be uh what was going on i get i get why he did it. i'm not upset that he did it but i was i was frustrated the Knicks are not playing well. It was another night where somebody else did something good at the Garden, not wearing a Nick uniform. And it was extremely, extremely frustrating. You know, it really was not fun for me to watch. Yeah, I will admit live. The next day, I was able to appreciate what Steph has done. I mean, it, it's remarkable. He's one of the greatest shooters um, ever. Probably the greatest shooter of all time now. It, it, that I, I imagine that's pretty much solidified. But he's just a uh a remarkable once in a generation change the game kind of player and i don't think anyone saw that coming you know remember he was at davidson and had that great run in the ncaa tournament uh you know going all the way to the, i think to the elite eight uh, back in 2008 and they lost to kansas i believe but no one saw you know it, that that scrawny little shooter turning into the greatest shooter of all time so you got to give staff all the credit in the world for for putting in the work and getting to this remarkable achievement but that being said i i'm sure i wasn't the only nick fan that was uh you know in the back of my my head was just thinking man this stinks you know we're not playing well you know now we gotta we gotta appreciate staff all right great but like well you know the garden again gets you know used for somebody else's moment you know, that, that's kind of where I stood on that. As far as my, uh, as far as my thoughts on the night specifically, what wasn't thrilled in the moment, but again, la- last part I'll say again, is just that, um, you got to appreciate Steph's greatness. And I'm glad the Knicks fans did that, but I wish we were uh, in a better space, you know, <laughs> and or that we'd won the game for God's sake, basically just let Steph and, and, uh, and Draymond and everybody just kind of walk all over us in, in the second half. So i was really uh disappointed you know with that but at the end of the day you gotta you gotta hold your hand up and say that's probably one of the greatest if not the greatest shooter that's ever lived and uh and steph has worked extremely hard to deserve that and should be should be applauded for doing that as well one more thing i want to talk about as far as the knicks go uh I, i i mentioned it earlier right and we'll wrap up With this, but you look around at the NBA right now, and I I, first of all, right, the two things we've talked about already alongside of the Steph stuff has been you know, the Knicks struggles at the moment, having to make a decision about Kemba, and then the COVID stuff. I'm a little worried, you know, as far as you know, games being postponed, moved around, potentially canceled. You can't take that off the table right now the the thing that i really worry about the most is fans you know not being able to beat games in in sports again and i really really hope that that doesn't happen um but the more we're seeing of this the more i i worry about it because if the knicks are going to turn this around the fans have to be a part of it you know the knicks have got to be we talked about the poor home record at msg but that the Knicks have got to play better there, and the fans have got to be a part of that, I think. So that's a that's a, a, a thing I'm worried about. You know, if there's another stoppage in the season uh, as well, that and that's just not in, in the NBA, but the other sports that we love watching around the world as well. All these things are, are things I'm not, uh, you know, you can't take with a grain of salt right now. This is a really... Uh, a a really live situation that's evolving very very quickly um and the more i honestly the more i think about it the more i get i get nervous about it because the last thing that the nba needs right now is a stoppage in the season but then again if it has to be done it has to be done right you know that's what it comes down to it's down to the health and safety of of everybody so and the NBA's been at the forefront of that for the most part, you know, they really have been. So we'll have to wait and see. But but it's make or break for the Knicks. That that's really what it comes down to. These these next 2 weeks are critical. They really are. They really really are. The Knicks I think have to make up this 4 game margin. Again, it's not going to be easy. You got guys in COVID protocol, you know, they've not played well without Kemba Walker in the lineup and Tom Thibodeau seems like he's going to be sticking with that. Well, we'll see, right? You know, you guys will know before I do, if he continues to go that way in Houston and we'll talk about that game and more next week. But for the time being, there's a lot to be sorted out for, for coach Thibodeau and for the Knicks. So we will have to see how that all plays out. I'm very concerned, but I'm not going to hit the panic button. Not yet. I think I'll I, I I'm I'm reserving judgment to the end of the year that's kind of where I'm at on it at the moment if we get to uh to January and we're dealing with similar or worse circumstances I think that's the time I think that would be the time to potentially do it because it, it's that it's that fork in the road it's that fork in the road of this season and uh whether that whether or not the next rise to the challenge will likely dictate how this season turns out so We'll wait and see how that all pans out over the next couple of weeks. Again, we'll talk about the Rockets game next week along with the slate of games and uh, we'll we'll see what the state of the Knicks is uh, going into the 17th, about, a, about eight days before Christmas against the Hawks. Uh, before we get out of here again, thank you guys so much uh, as always for listening to the podcast. Quick reminder, I said it earlier in the show, but if you're skipping around, I want to say it again here at the end. There will be a show on Christmas Eve. Uh, the morning of Christmas Eve, th- there will be a show available. The morning of New Year's Eve, there will be a show available as well. So just because there's holidays uh, does not mean we will stop the content. It works out well this year because uh, I-, I can record on the Thursdays like I normally do. Um, it's open for me, so I'll be able to do that relatively easily. And you guys will be able to get some holiday basketball content here on the shock shock Knicks podcast i might do a holiday themed one for christmas eve like i did for thanksgiving went over pretty well i think there was some controversy with some of the uh the entrees that i chose uh for thanks for my dream thanksgiving day uh dinner and dessert power rankings but it is what it is man everyone's got different tastes so i i'm looking forward to that Uh, I'm looking forward uh, to to celebrating the holidays. I hope you guys have had a great holiday season so far. And uh, last but certainly not least, Clubhouse. Still trying to do some stuff on there as always. So, uh, Shock Shock Knicks Talk, follow it there. Or you can go to the weekly uh, NBA fan club uh, site as well on the app. You got to download the app on your iPhone and uh, go from there. So, I hope you guys are enjoying that content. Thank you guys as always. For listening to the podcast just a couple weeks away from christmas and a few more weeks away as well from the new year hope you're enjoying the holiday season thank you so much as always for listening and i will see you guys next time on the shock shock nicks podcast on the posting and toasting podcast network